This podcast is brought to you by Disruption Network and the Greater Utica Chamber of Commerce. Sponsored by EJA Moving. Visit them at ejamoving.com and Gilroy Kernan and Gilroy. Visit them at gkgrisk.com. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining me for, I guess this is season four of the Leveling Up podcast. Um, This is my first solo episode, so I'm so grateful that there's so many people tuning in and joining us as we have our first guest, uh, Christine Theodorakis, today. Before I introduce her, I want to talk a little bit about myself. Hi, Christine. Um, and get to have you get to know me as the new executive director of the Greater Utica Chamber of Commerce. So I want to tell you a little bit about my background, a little bit about my brief history, and then we'll get into talking about Christine. Um, first off, I want to thank our sponsor today, Gilroy Kernan and Gilroy, who is so supportive of everything that the Chamber does. So thank you for being supportive of me and Christine by sponsoring this episode. We really appreciate it. Uh, I did not grow up here in Utica, but I've always had a long history and ties to the area. Both of my parents and my grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins all grew up here. So I spent a lot of time here, um, Sunday dinners with my families, coming to Utica for events such as the Boilermaker. My grandmother would take me to all over the city. Uh, My grandfather was in La Bandarosa, so we'd go to all sorts of different events, cultural events around the city. And I really have been immersed in Utica culture my whole life. I moved here about 15 years ago from Washington, D.C., where I had the wonderful opportunity to work for the Smithsonian. I worked for the educational travel program and got to travel all over the United States and all over the world. So ending up here in Utica, where I had family roots, was really um, quite a blessing. And I landed here because of my son. So about when he was about three years old, my parents bought him a bike and for I think it was Easter. And I had this vision of trying to teach him how to ride a bike in Washington, D.C. And although I had a wonderful career there, I really wanted a hometown with roots, with community values, and I knew that I had that here in Utica. So I ended up moving here about 15 years ago. Um, The past seven years, I've been at Notre Dame, where he is a senior, um, as the Director of Institutional Advancement. So I was able to make all sorts of connections with the community, with businesses, with organizations, and I love that relationship building. So I'm really excited to be leading the chamber uh, with so many wonderful members and continue that relationship building in my career here and transition those skills over to the chamber. So I'm really excited to get to know more of our members through this podcast and through other events that the chamber has. So thank you all for joining me. First, I'm going to introduce Christine. Uh, Christine is a strategic business advisor at Gilroy Kernan and Gilroy. She has been here since 2017, so she's quite the new transplant. But since moving here, Christine has been an active member of many organizations within our community. She is the founding member and past president of the Business Network International, BNI Utica chapter. She is a member of the Mohawk Valley Sherm chapter, She's the course entertainment director for the Boilermaker Road Race, the steering committee for seat for the Catalyst Group of the Greater Utica Chamber. She's a volunteer at the Utica Zoo, and she's the current chairperson of the Catalyst Group. So I knew Christine would be the great uh, first guest for me to have since we have such a history throughout the chamber. Although she just moved here in 2017, uh, she works for GKG, who is our sponsor, 
as a local and as a local risk management management firm serving the Mohawk Valley since 1904. So her employer has great roots here in Utica. Christine's goal is to educate her clients to think about risk differently, which means having the unique responsibility of solving her clients' problems. In doing so, she designs strategic insurance programs to elevate a client's risk management efforts to make an impact on their top and bottom line. So a little bit about more her personally, Christine currently resides in Marcy with her fiance, Anthony, and her German shepherd, Stella. Um, she says moving to this wonderful community was a decision she's proud to have made. Joining the Utica community meant finding like-minded professionals who are not only knowledgeable, but care about the people they are helping her clients as much as she does. So welcome, Christine. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you for having me. Thank you to the Chamber. Thank you to the Disruption Network. This is exciting. We're going to have fun. And congratulations on your new role and your first podcast. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. So it's mm -hmm. kind of fitting that Christine is one of my first guests because she is a person that I met through the chamber at our business after hours. Um, so Christine, do you want to tell a little bit about that first meeting and how we got to know each other through the chamber so well? Sure. So um, I just remember when I came to the area in 2017, that I really didn't know where to start. It's like with anything, when, when you have a new job or when you move. And um, I had talked to some people that were connected with me through my Rochester roots that, that did things here in Utica. And one of the people that I was talking to said that the first thing you have to do is to go to the Greater Utica Chamber of Commerce. Get involved, be a member, become a member. Talk to those people because they will be your connection um, to this community. It's, it's a very family-knit, close, trustworthy, loyal community. So you have to find your way through that and, and find the right people. And I didn't realize how valuable that information was to me. I'm so glad that I followed it. I mean, it's why I'm, I'm on screen today. And yeah, Carrie, that's, that's how we met. I can remember one of the first, the first, Thing that I did one of the first times I remember meeting you is actually going into Griffin's and I heard about this catalyst group and they were having an events meeting to plan the jingle jam and I remember you and I talking about that and I was just I, I walked in was was welcomed with open arms Steve Karbowski says come on in who are you come on let's talk about this um, and then, you know, you and I worked on that event together and, and since then the rest has been history so far. So, yeah, I had a very similar experience. So while my family roots are deep here, you know, I didn't grow up here. I don't have, you know, high school friends that are from here. And when I joined Catalyst, I remember my first Catalyst event too. It was actually, um, the teddy bear toss, um, which New York Sash, who was one of our, um, right. great members, um, I went and Ben Crosley was the head of Catalyst at the time and he welcomed me in and I had a great time. I had such a fun night meeting like-minded people and then he moved immediately to Texas, but we still keep in touch to this day. So it really shows the connections that you make through the chamber, both personally and professionally can really expand your network and form who you are personally. So when yeah. you started here, you worked for a different company. So tell me a little bit about, you know, how you were working here and how the chamber helped you to get to GKG. Yeah. How did I get to Utica, right? 
I get that question often because people are like, you, wait, you were in Rochester and you came to Utica and I, I stand by that it's, it's the best decision that I've made um, for my business career, for my personal self uh, thus far in my life. So I went to college at Niagara University for um, theater. That's why I'm doing so well faking it on here right now. Like I'm not nervous, obviously. <laughs> and I uh, made a great friend there, Amanda Bullard Smith, and she was from Utica. So she'd always talk about Utica and greens and I didn't understand these things. So I would come here and visit. Um, and, and through that, I remember the first time I had greens and, um, through there, uh, I, her, and I, we have a mutual friend, Anthony. So, um, after college, I would still come and visit. I loved coming to Utica and the restaurants and the atmosphere and the people. And to make a long story short, um, after about 10 years working for an, um, an insurance firm in the Rochester area, Anthony and I were dating. So I was going back and forth from Utica to Rochester, Utica to Rochester. And anybody that's done that, it's just, that's tough. So one of us had to move and I was surprised that I was like, I'll do it. Um, Cause I was, I was very rooted there. So I thought I had a home there. I had a career there, but something just didn't. I wanted more. I wanted more. So um, I moved here. Uh, I pursued my happiness. I, I just had faith in it. And um, Anthony and I bought a house and Marcy together. So, you know, I moved for a boy and it, it worked out. He proposed to me this year. So <laughs> lucky him that, that we're, we're getting through that Get through a pandemic and planning a wedding. So when I, if you can here, survive him in the pandemic, you can survive him for a lifetime, I believe. Exactly. If he, and anybody listening that knows me, if he can survive me, <laughs> not so much. I was thinking <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. You know, you already know. So, um, I remember being at a chamber event again, and, and this is, I'm grateful that you're having me here because this is true. Like that it was that first catalyst moment. It was that first chamber event. It was a membership event. So anybody that's thinking about becoming a member, or maybe you're a new member, um, we were meeting in person at the time, but there was a membership event where I was talking to people and getting to know people. And I saw Daria Helmer there and I, I knew that she was one of the leadership people within um, the chamber didn't so much uh, know her role in GKG because uh, that wasn't where I was at the time. So I was talking to somebody about what I do and, and how I advise on risk and, and why I care about helping employees. And at that event, Daria heard me doing that, which led to different conversations. And the next thing I knew, I was blessed enough to get in front of Larry Gilroy um, and, and was interviewing for a job when that that never was my plan. And it's funny how like you have a plan and it really doesn't matter because life just unfolds as it will. And like life I mentioned earlier, yes, knowing that there was something more that I was looking for. I remember talking to Larry Gilroy and saying, I do this. I, I, I do it. I do what you do. I, I help customers in this way. You know, how is it different? And that's when my life changed, just understanding why GKG has the reputation it does, how lucky I was to get in the door, how great it was that Daria and I happened to be at that same chamber member event. And, you know, she, she just heard me and, and believed in me. Thank you, Dar. Um, so, so with that, uh, I started at, at Gilroy, which immediately elevated me 
within the community, um, with the colleagues that surround me at, at, at GKG, with continuous support of the chamber and, and GKG supporting the chamber. And then what that meant for me as a professional and my clients, I evolve each day. We all do if you want to. And I'd say like that's the biggest thing that the chamber connected me to with my current job is um, what I was missing is just becoming more, more as a person, more as a professional. And it's it's a really good moment when you find that. And you can find that in many things. And I happen to find that in my relationship with Anthony, my support system here, and really what GKG teaches you about being a, a professional and really a better person. So. Yeah, I was going to save this to the end, but I'm just going to make a comment here that it sounds like the chamber has helped you to level up, you know, both personally and professionally. So I'll I'll get into that a little bit deeper at the end, but I mean, that's just the perfect segue um, to talking a little bit about, a little bit deeper about GKG. Uh, You mentioned that it has a great culture. It's well known for um, GKG mm-hmm. has been named the number one company to work for. So tell me what it is that they do different that makes it special, that makes you feel valued as an employee. I thought deeply about this and, and how I want to get into it. And it's very simple. They care about their employees. It's simple. People want to be heard understood their their ideas um, resonating with themselves. It's, it's even more important when it resonates with others. So no matter your position in a company, it's very powerful when um, that the leadership of that company and just everybody around you cares about what you think and, and what your ideas are. And when it comes to the culture at GKG, because you can hear a lot about that and you can hear a lot about anything like good customer service, but it, it doesn't matter until you experience it. So as I started to experience it, I actually went through a training where we're trained on our culture, the values that we believe in as an organization um, and, and just as people, like as people that want to be good people. Um, so I just started to learn things that seem so elementary, how to resolve conflict properly, how to do what you say you're gonna do, how to be kind to others, supportive to others, show up on time, things that, um, again, seem very simple, but when you look at everything that's happening in life, everything that you're doing, are you doing those simple things first so that you're good to yourself and, and therefore good to other people, whether that's somebody that you're working with, that you're trying to work with, a, a client, a potential client, volunteer opportunities. So I really started to think deeper about like what I believe in and, and why I believe in it. And um, GKG helped me, helped me to do that. We do different things within the culture um, that have to do with like personality surveys. And we have okay. some clients that really love that stuff. and. Um, ask a lot about that. So there are people that I work with that are trained in this. I am not trained in this, but they just understand different things that that we do to um, seek out the best type of employee that would fit in our culture and how to help our customers also do that. Um, and it's different yeah, personality it's nice surveys. 
it's nice to yeah. see that they actually live what they speak. You know, a lot of places, right. you know, talk about culture and say they have a good culture, but to have somebody yeah. whose job title is actually centered around that is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so I work with those people to understand like what even my results are on that survey. It's, it's, it's good to understand yourself in that um, because what do you like about yourself? What do you want to change about yourself? What do you need to tweak? What I've learned most of all is that not everybody is, is the same. Not everybody is like me. Not everybody does it my way, even though they should, but I'm, you know, they, they don't. <laughs> and, you know, that's what makes me, me and makes them, them. So through those surveys and just teachings at Gilroy, I've learned that everybody has a different like learning style or approach or a way that they see things. It's not just the way that I'm seeing it. And I think that that's my biggest takeaway thus far over my time working there. And um, that they also place that, that thought process on clients too, because there's not just one way, there's not just one way to do it, one way to see it. And we can be more effective um, when, when we're understanding the different approaches. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have in your conference room, you have that big sign of far from ordinary approach. And it sounds yes. exactly like you live that every single day at your workplace. Yes, FFO. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think it's cool that, that we can have that approach and, and live by a tagline, a far from ordinary approach to risk when we're far from each other. You know, um, there are some people in the office, most of us are still remote, you know, as risk managers, we need to be mindful of the current situation that we're in and, and teach others that way, you know, uh, a lead by example, if you will. I would say um, I've gotten closer with some of my teammates because I can see them faster. So there's, I was watching something on the news last night about um, Zoom fatigue and and being mindful of that. But if I want to talk to Daria, I can, I can hit a button and immediately I am connected to her or even you, Carrie, if I'm like, let's just talk through yeah. this idea, take this link. So that's cool that you don't need to be in person for ideas and for progress and for um, community involvement to still be something and to still grow. Um, and, and that with my team, even though we're apart, I feel like we're more, we've, we've learned to be more productive. And then you've learned to be respectful more of, of people needing balance because work has become home and home has become work. And that can be a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the one thing that, you know, is good that's coming out of this is the innovation and how people do to work differently. Um, and to show people can work from home if they choose to, the companies that are allowing that. There's just so much innovation and creativity that's had to come out of business owners. And it's yeah. proud to, it's, it's nice to see the resiliency that, you know, we yeah. may not be able to do this in the same way, but we can still get our work done. We can still work together. We can still be a community. Um, so it is nice to see those productive things. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years here as we come yeah. out of this. So, yeah. but I do want to shift focus a little bit. I want to talk, you know, sure. one of the other reasons it was exciting to talk to you about is because you are the chair of Catalyst this year. So that's yes. a new role for you. And, you know, it's a challenging role to take on while, you know, we talk about Jingle Jam and what a wonderful event that is. But, 
you're doing most of this virtually. So how is Catalyst going to look this year? Um, For our listeners who may not know what Catalyst is, um, Catalyst is our young professional group. And so it is open to any of our members who have um, employees under the age of 40. They're all uh, members of Catalyst automatically. So we encourage them to become involved. You know, having satisfaction, job satisfaction helps your employees stay with your organization. And by offering them these things to do that are already programmed through the chamber, it's just such a great opportunity for them to become, you know, they tie that to you as a business owner being, you know, chamber members. And then they're finding this personal satisfaction and fulfillment through being in this organization. So we encourage, you know, our chamber members who have employees under the age of 40 to really get involved. But so Christine, tell us a little bit about what the Catalyst Group will be doing this year, some things they're working on and what we can expect. Yeah. So um, the Catalyst Group is is really in, in my mind and how I got to know them is just known for the events. So just so many events, in-person things, Um, meeting up at at chamber business after hours, looking for other young professionals that that maybe don't know everybody and don't know their way around and taking them under our wing. That's what it meant to me. So take all that away. Can't plan an event. We can't be be bopping at a chamber after hours. What do we do? Um, So there is a group of people called the Catalyst Steering Committee, and we get together monthly um, over over Max UC to hold our meetings. So the steering committee is is like a board. So as young professionals, we're learning how to come up in the work world. So um, we are led by you, Carrie, and by Alice Delia, who takes such good care of us, just to help us understand how a board meeting runs, the right things to do, and through those moments of of learning how to make those decisions. Um, as an organization that's meant to do better for the community, we can now try to understand what's best to do in 2021 and going forward when we're stuck in, in, in the place that we are now. So maybe it's not so much about the events that we're known for, but how can we do something different? So a couple things coming up that I wanted to um, mention. We have a new event in the works. Carrie's helping us with this awesome idea um, coming from her, uh, a scavenger hunt. So it's a way for people to get out, be together in smaller groups or whatever makes them comfortable, but to support our chamber members. So something that will support local and will be fun and you don't necessarily have to be in front of a a camera and we're gonna make it creative in that way. So uh, keep an eye out for more information about that. And the Chamber of Cookout hosted by Catalyst, that will be, oh my gosh, it's third, third summer. So we want to do that again, and that will come Jingle Jam. We did Jingle Jam virtually this past December, and it was awesome. Everybody that came, thank you. Um, and I don't want to think that we're going to have to do it virtually again, but if we do, we know what we're doing now. Um, so the Jingle Jam, of course. Um, basically, we need to, we we want to support other young professionals in a different way. So you can join us by coming to these events or coming to something that is. Uh, hosted virtually. There's a Facebook page that that you can um, follow and that you can talk to us that way, the 15 of us on the steering committee. I have a vision that somehow we can create a forum where if you have a question about 
I'm going in for a review and I want to talk to my boss about this or that. How do I bring up this subject? Has, have any other young professionals dealt with this? Or, you know, this is what I'm feeling during the pandemic with my job. Do you have any recommendations on this? Or I'm in sales and I'm struggling to uh, connect to people. Do you have any different Zoom ideas? So I want us to have a forum like that. We're, we're working on something like that, not so much get on screen with us, but just know that you have someone to talk to, that you're not alone, that, that there's many of us that go through the same, um, the same things that we're stuck on that it helps to talk through. Uh, Small Business Week is coming up, so we have um, nominations happening right now. So if you get the Chamber emails, you've seen those for um, the Catalyst Award during Small Business Week. So please get those nominations in. Those nominations are due April 2nd for small businesses, so 50 employees and under. And then we're going to be outside, out and about, giving those um, those awards first week of May, right? Second. Yeah, that's always such a really fun week because we actually yeah. go, the steering committee goes to the businesses and presents the awards. Um, you get to yeah. learn about small businesses and different things that happen right here in the Mohawk Valley. You know, we're also used to, especially lately, you know, having to order things online because we didn't want to go into places. But of course, we know shopping locally really um, supports our community in a different way. And so finding out things that happen right here that you didn't think, oh, I always ordered that on Amazon, but I can get that right here locally. You can just learn yeah. so much about different businesses that are right here and operating in the Mohawk Valley. And, and it really kind of, you know, makes you think that, you know, we have organizations that build parts that are on the Mars rover, like right here in Utica, that happens. So learning yeah. those fun, unique facts about companies that, you know, are right here is just so exciting, especially, you know, coming in and when you see all the nominations and especially this year, the businesses that have had to survive in the pandemic and things that they've done to help other community members, you know, the pandemic hit us all differently. You know, some businesses yeah. really bloomed and blossomed and some were hard hit. And how did neighbors help neighbors? And seeing those kind of stories come through is really incredible to see who's reached out and helped too, because we all need to be here to survive. We need diverse, different businesses in order to have a healthy community. So it's really nice to see, you know, the things that everybody has done here. So that's one of my things Catalyst does. He looks out for those small businesses and supports them and gives them a list lift. So yeah. I'm really excited for that week coming up. So please get your nominations in. Yeah. And you said it earlier, just about the creativity of, of this area of, of local businesses, especially small business owners. So if you know someone, um, give, give them that recognition that they deserve through this, through this nomination. Um, and you can do that right through the chamber website. And we've been sending out emails on it too. The other thing here I don't want to forget to mention is nominations to be on the steering committee um, or rather just applying for that. You don't need to be nominated. So come the end of this year, it'll be some people's terms will be up, things of that nature. So to be on the steering committee is, is again, to be on something that's like a board to learn your way through that process. And then just to have um, be in the know more about what's happening, what, and you could make those decisions and help us think of the next thing that we can do to help a young professional. So if you're interested in, in being on the steering committee, come to some of the events that we're doing along the way, get to know us more, um, see what it's really like. And then come the end of this year, if, if you wanted to be on the steering committee, you could apply.
Yeah. So you mentioned how Catalyst operates as a steering committee and, you know, learning how a board work is such a wonderful skill set to have. You know, I moved here and I was young and I was immediately running a small nonprofit and I served on a couple of boards. And, you know, luckily I was very active in high school and student government in college. And so I knew how a board worked, um, but it is so important to have that skill set. So not only do we does Catalyst have a steering committee, they also have councils that meet. And you don't have to be a steering committee member to be on those councils, and those councils plan different things. Um, so, Christine, do you want to tell us a little bit about the councils of Catalyst and what they're doing, um, especially our Cat Force, because that's one of my favorite ones. Of course. So we have a couple different councils. So there's membership. Uh, membership is led by Nick Heinz. So you can always be a part of um, getting 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 new members involved, helping them along, teaching them. Um, just about the different parts of the chamber. So Nick leads us in that. The CAT Force that you mentioned, so the Community Action Task Force led by Tina Pavlot, just amazing at um, what she does there in connecting us with our chamber members that need volunteers. And that's been tough to figure out when we're doing it from afar. So anybody out there that needs volunteers, let us know about that. Uh, let Tina Pavlot know about that. and. Um, Anyone can be a part of, of her task force that, that meets and we volunteer for different things because there's a lot of stuff still going on and they need people to help. And then events. So events is something I love throwing a good event. Um, but we have passed that on. The torch has been passed to Elise Cooney and she is the chair of events now. She's doing an awesome job. She um, is coming up with this first new part of the scavenger hunt. So um, and then will lead us into the cookout, will lead us into Jingle Jam. So if you really like doing things like that, get involved with Elise. Um, I, I love doing that. So I think that that's the best way to do it. Help plan an event, learn your way around that. That's an awesome skill set too, Carrie, you know, just thinking about what you said about the board. Um, so that's what you can do for those different uh, task forces. Great. So we touched on this before. Um, this is called the Leveling Up Podcast. And part of the reason why this was this podcast was named as such is because business owners and employees have had to level up in order to stay relevant, um, to be competitive. Um, so what is one thing that you've had to do recently, Christine, to level up? You know, I, I do feel as though I leveled up when I moved here. And, and I mentioned that earlier, but, and, and in connecting with the chamber that helped me get to a, a, a better place. And, and I've said that, but I mean that. So Carrie, thank you. And thank you to the chamber for that. Most recently I've leveled up um, in sales. So I, you know, what, what, what I do at Gilroy is I help my clients with their risk management. So what, whether that's play benefits, workers, compensation, safety, um, cyber liability. That's what I do. All that really boring insurance stuff. So I try to make that fun. And um, it's my job to bring in customers that, that want that lifetime partnership um, with, with strategic advisors. So I've, I have a business partner, Daria Helmer, and her and I recently did a sales class, a training, whatever you want to call it. So within that, you know, you go in thinking, uh, what what is going to come out from this? What are other salespeople going to talk about? And it was held by Insight Performance Group, awesome group that Daria and I go through sales coaching with. So we were in this class with a bunch of other salespeople that are in the insurance world across the U.S. and Canada. 
So I'm thinking, what, you know, what are they going through? And when you let your down a little bit and you're just honest, that's the first part of, of progress. And we did that and we were honest about what we're struggling with and, and trying to connect with people this way, you know, over the camera and um, trying to show them that you really do care about their business and you want to get their business to a better, a better spot. And believe it or not, a lot of that starts with the insurance program. So to talk about just, it's hard to get in the door when you physically can't. It's hard to get somebody to take your call. It's hard to be creative and not make them just, oh, an insurance meeting over Zoom. Like who wants that, you know? And all these other salespeople, whether they're in America or Canada, are going through the same thing. So when you talk about something like that, I feel like it, it automatically took me up a notch because it's not that big of a deal. Like if you make something difficult and a barrier, then that's what it is. But if you talk about it and realize, oh my God, they're going through it too. It's, it's really not that hard to work through those things. So it was a couple days. It's actually a three-year program, but we just got out of it this week. And um, what, what's going on now with that with Insight Performance Group. So it's a couple days just focusing on what do you do now? What are your habits? Be honest. Are your habits helping um, you be the best person at your job that you can be? And what do you need to change about those habits? Christine, we think your batteries are dying in your headset. Oh, that's helpful. Well, we're rolling with it. This is live. Okay. Let me try. Oh, great. We'll have to look those up. So while Christine's um, can you hear me now? doing her, can we hear you now? Yeah, I can hear you. Great. All right. Sorry to interrupt you, Christine. Do we have to go back into your train of thought or do we want to talk about, um, you know, we promised our listeners, we talk about what it's like to plan a wedding during the pandemic. <laughs> It's such an everybody's favorite topic, right? It's a dream come true. Let me tell you. So um, I have planning this wedding with Anthony. I think we've learned more about each other. So we're about three months in planning. We've learned more about each other and we're, we're still going strong. So that's always a plus. Um, and you just learn to roll with the punches I am clearly a type A person, especially those, those that know me. That means I like to have control. This has taught me, you gotta let that go. I cannot control this. I cannot control a vendor. I can't control a pandemic. I can't control a state mandate. I can't control my family members. And I can't control some crazy requests. The requests that you get from people is just crazy. Can you still not hear me? No, I can hear you. I was trying to read your okay. comments, but since I'm new at this, okay. I was. Yeah, okay. So, um, you know, I guess that's, if there's anything I've learned, it's just like, you gotta go with it. And why do you wanna ruin this good moment? Like, just chill out, Christine, go with it. You can plan it. And I wanna shout out to anybody that's like, that's that was planning a wedding before and when the pandemic hit and if you've had to change dates and things like that a couple two three times like you're almost there keep trucking you're gonna do it you're gonna get there and my heart goes out to you because just a couple things that we've had to go through in the past three months 
you know, can really, can really shake you up, but it, it's just about, all right, that's that, um, move on from it. And it helps to have a good support system. So whether that, you know, obviously you and your fiance, you need that. I've got some wonderful bridesmaids and, and friends, um, my family, even though I, I joked about that, but you know, most of the time. And um, I've, I am working with the lead coordinator, Amanda O'Callaghan um, at the Union Studio Wedding and Events. And I didn't think I needed to do that because I plan events for the Catalyst Group, okay? And um, a wedding's a little bit different. So I have learned that she has been such a savior to Anthony and I, and I can't promote that enough. Like work with somebody that, that does weddings all the time. Just like if you're going to work on Jingle Jam, you should work with somebody that's done it before. Um, that's probably saved me and a lot of other people because she knows what to expect better than I do and, and has just really helped me through it. I ask a lot of people for advice. Whenever I'm talking to somebody about the wedding, I'm like, you know, if you've been through this or, or whatever, you, Carrie, you and I were talking about just if you're if you're going through something like this, like what's advice? And the best advice I got so far, a lot of good stuff. I actually keep a booklet of it. Everybody that knows me knows I like carry around this little wedding booklet. But Mary Luker, I work with her at GKG. She said, listen, it's not about the wedding. I'm like, what? I mean, look at my spreadsheets and my binders and all my stuff. What do you mean it's not about the wedding? She said, it's about the marriage. That's why you're doing this. Don't forget that. And that that really opened my eyes up to it because how you deal with this is, is how you deal with everything to come. So um, we're going to have a wonderful party, and I'm thankful that we're able to do that. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that, that we're even able to plan this, but that was some good advice for me that, that it's not, it's, it's about the marriage. Thanks. Thank you for sharing some valuable personal advice, professional yeah. advice, learning about what's happening in Catalyst this year. Thank you for your volunteerism to the chamber. You, we couldn't make things happen without our volunteers and you are so dedicated and hardworking and organized to a fault. Uh, she says spreadsheets. She means them. I promise you. Because <laughs> Carrie works with me on the boiler Boilermaker Road Race. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Christine and I also work together on the Boilermaker uh, Road Race um, on the Entertainment Committee. And Christine is the manager of the spreadsheets. And without that organization, <laughs> there's no way we could pull off um, getting all of those wonderful acts on the course um, as yeah. you run, which is so important to any runner as they know. So anything else we want to cover before we wrap it up, Christine? I just want to, again, thank you, Carrie. It means a lot to me that, that you wanted to um, bring me on. So, so thank you. Congratulations again. I can't wait to see what you do um, with the chamber and with your new ideas. And, and I'm fortunate to work with you. And thank you for getting me this far because you were one of the first people who, who really helped me find my way. And, and it, you know, it can be tough when you're in a new spot. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank the Disruption Network and GKG. Um, and then just remind people, especially young professionals out there, you're not alone. We all have those those same things that we're going through. So try to get involved with us. Come to an event. Um, you never know where where that's going to take you. There is opportunity in even the littlest thing that we do. So coming to one of our things on Max UC could really open up your eyes to maybe your next career opportunity. You never know. Mm -hmm. So 
join Catalyst. Absolutely. It's me. Exactly. <laughs> and it did for you too. So yeah. before I wrap it up, um, I also want to thank Todd. I could not have done this without you. I texted him all morning long about how nervous <laughs> I was and how do I possibly get through this. So thank you, Todd, at the Disruption Network. Thank you thank to you, GK Todd. for being a sponsor of this podcast and allowing us to have raw and authentic conversations about business. If you want to have a conversation with me on the Leveling Up podcast, please reach out at info at greaterutica.org and let me know that you're interested in being on the podcast. It's not so scary, is it? I think I'm more nervous than you are. <laughs> we did it. Carrie, I told you I'm faking it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Oh, you were awesome. professional majored in acting. So the yeah. last thing I want to I want to leave on uh, on a good note, the chamber is open for business because you are open for business. So our doors are open. We are planning things. The annual meeting will be happening in May. We're planning a leads and lattes event for next month that's going to be happening and you're going to see all of that. Our choo-choo, uh, our famous, this is our 20th anniversary of our choo-choo golf tournament. That is August 20th, and you can sign up to play in that, to sponsor that, to have a tee hole. Um, we already have players signed up, so there is an early registration deadline. So we encourage you to sign up for that early to play. It's sure to be a memorable occasion, especially after last year not having that wonderful event. So please sign up to do that. And Stay tuned. Uh, we will be, I will be making this a regular podcast. Um, it will be every other week. And so tune in, um, listen on all the places that you subscribe and listen to podcasts. Hit subscribe to the Leveling Up podcast with Carrie Paleo. Um, and you can watch us live on Facebook via the Disruption Network or their YouTube channel. So thank you all for joining us um, and hope to see you again. This podcast is brought to you by Disruption Network and the Greater Utica Chamber of Commerce. Sponsored by EJA Moving. Visit them at ejamoving.com and Gilroy Kernan and Gilroy. Visit them at gkgrisk.com.